Nicole Norris today. Hey, girlfriend. Hola. Hola. Yeah, because you just got back from Mexico. I did. I'm Don't still... you go like every weekend? I wish. <laughs> no, I I go as, as much as I can. My parents have a home there, which I designed, and I, I'm trying to develop some business down there. I have my work visa, and I am... Looking forward to some opportunities down Nicole there. Nicole Norris, International Design. Mm-hmm. That is so exciting. So you love, love it. How I much love Spanish it. do you know? In the last five years, I have learned a lot on my own mm-hmm. with um, tapes, CDs, okay. um, and just immersion. You have to try. You can't mm-hmm. be shy. You, That's very brave of you. You have to just speak really poorly and people correct you and not be embarrassed and, <laughs> and you're just like and because this is me yeah this is me but they typically they really people really like it when you try mm-hmm. and so I think that for me I've learned more in the last two or three years just just by doing it I learn new <laughs> word I learn new words every time so I mean I can communicate, and that's what's important. I, yes. I as a, a college major, I minored in German because I lived in Germany for six years. Okay. And I spoke, I really did speak fluent German, which I don't anymore. But um, <laughs> now my German and my Spanish gets all mixed up. But my Spanish is, it's a work in progress. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, um, I always dream of, like, when I travel places to go with people who speak fluently or better than I do mm-hmm. and it's just seems like a fun thing to do go with somebody that's like knows what's going on well I've been going to Mexico now for 20 years or I mean more than that but this one particular town San Miguel de Allende in central uh-huh. Mexico in Guanajuato and it's just become a part of who I am and um, I love it and um, it inspires me and I love that so much. And your parents ended up buying a house there. They did. After 25 years, they finally bit the bullet and did it. <laughs> so. And so do they stay all the time? Well, COVID happened, and so uh-huh. their schedule got a little interrupted. But they, mom's, she's there now. They're coming back to Charleston. Charleston's their other pita terre. <laughs> and that's not a bad place at all. And she said, I want to hurry up and get back as soon as I can. So, so She's got her communities in both Charleston and San Miguel. So yeah. day. That's so fun. Yeah. And you have business in Charleston too. Yes. We have a satellite office in Mount Pleasant. And so we do work down in Charleston and have been the satellite office we've had since uh, 2014, I think. So okay. it's been, it's been a while and we've been de- developing our business down there and it's going, it's going well. So we have Sumter Mm-hmm. Was our primary location. Then we Yay. have Mount Pleasant. Thanks for putting us on the map. Yes, Sumter's just great, <laughs> and Mount Pleasant. I love Charleston. You can't, you just can't beat Charleston. I mean, you really you can't. can't lie. You just can't beat it. You just can't. And then San Miguel day and day, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Well, and I think when you talked to me the first time, you told me your parents were down there buying a house. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of 
tourists there as well, so is English is prevalent or no? Yes, very much so. There are quite a few expats from the U.S. and Canada that have purchased homes down there. But um, honestly, I just I love the um, the mixture of the cultures. I was mm-hmm. out the other night, and there was a Dutch guy, a girl from Scotland who spoke fluent <laughs> Spanish, uh, Kelly from California, me from South Carolina, and just a whole mix of people from Mexico, and it was just so much fun. That, what are the big differences between working here in South Carolina and working there? Well, the biggest difference that I can speak to is in San Miguel de Allende, there are artisans, kind of like in Charleston, you have Mm -hmm. people that can do so many different things, custom Mm -hmm. work. Well, just last week, my mom needed a little um, drapery rod to hang a a beautiful quilt that her housekeeper had made for her. So my dad and I walked around the block and we talked to the ferreteria, which is the iron maker, and we told him exactly what size we needed and what type of finials we wanted and brackets and the color. He said, okay, I'll make it for you. It'll be ready tomorrow. What? $25. (laughs) I know. Can you bring me some back? I know. The the problem is getting things back. But um, it's just the artisans and the crafts people are just, are in that town in particular, Mm -hmm. just very, very um, prevalent. I just need 28 brackets. I can find the rods. Okay, just pay for me to fly down there, and then I'll bring them back to you. Honestly, as much of a pain It'd probably as be been worth it to get the things. It will be fine. It'll be worth I'll it. I'll use my points. I'll just come with you. Okay. okay. Oh yes. <laughs> I just invited Girl. myself to Mexico. Welcome anytime. Oh, thanks. Have to renew my passport. Honest to goodness, I uh-huh. think you would do really well in real estate down there, and it is <gasps> crazy. Katie and I made a whole plan to move to Scotland this year, and so now now we might just have to move to Mexico. I think you're gonna have to change you it. You have to change it. I know more. Uh, well, I was gonna say something about the language, but definitely more. No more English. Don't than worry. I, I can hook you up. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think I would thrive in Mexico. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's just a party all the time. Mm. It just. It looks like it would be like it's everybody a, seems a relaxed. fiesta um, almost. <clears throat> Every week, there's some sort of a fiesta, whether it be for the Virgin of Guadalupe or Mexican Independencia or or whatever. Uh, there's so pretty much that. fireworks and <laughs> tequila and happiness. Uh, well, when you have something so to celebrate, to like people living in one place, there's got to. We need another reason for a party. But, but fireworks at two in the morning is not great. Oh Sometimes, no, I don't like it. No, no. Sometimes earplugs are necessary. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's okay. We can. They're easily. They're easily purchased. Yeah. yeah. With a, yeah. With a curtain rod being twenty five dollars, the earplugs are probably like a nickel. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, speaking of holidays, Cinco de Mayo. It's coming up. I know. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. We've got our little, I brought these what back. Is this? this is my little tequila sh- shot glass. This is from is the like tequila donkey. The tequila I went donkey. to a wedding this past weekend. Una boda. Una boda. And they give you, they have a donkey that has little tequila bags on its sides. And they pass out the tequila for the guests at the wedding. And they give you these to wear around your neck. So. 
Oh, that, that is fun? my... It's a little tequila yes, necklace. Yes, I want to... If I ever get married, I want to have a tequila donkey at my wedding. Well, we, I've had a tequila donkey at my birthday before. Yes. Uh, one of those birthdays. Yeah. Tequila donkey sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm really into this. Yeah, you have to pace yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's like one side of the donkey is tequila, the other side water. can be water. Agua, tequila. Agua, tequila. The, um... Yeah. So, yeah, because this comes out Thursday, and then Cinco de Mayo, I think, is going to be Wednesday of this coming week. Cinco de Mayo is a misunderstood festival. Okay, yes, you were telling me this. Yes, so Cinco de Mayo is celebrated a lot more in the U.S. than it is in Mexico, because it was a battle, it was called the Battle of Puebla, and um, after the Mexican Revolution, or the where they defeated the Spanish. Mm-hmm. They asked the French to come in and help them out. And that didn't go so well. So um, the Battle of Puebla was the Mexicans trying to oust back. the French. Okay. And it happened in 1862. Mm-hmm. And General Ignacio Zaragoza. Mm-hmm. I don't you know how you know pronounce it. You about this. Well, I did my studying. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, let me just say that in the 1980s, the beer companies really amped it up in the U.S. and okay. their beer sales, advertising, that's advertising for you, but their beer sales increased and equaled the beer sales of the Super Bowl. Whoa. So since the 1980s, Cinco de Mayo is a huge holiday in the U.S. In Mexico, not so much. Purely for beer sales. Yeah, like... You know, marketing. Marketing, marketing. is quite We need another amazing. reason for these people to buy alcohol <laughs> exactly. and have a party. But honestly, <laughs> I mean, mostly in Mexico, this particular <clears throat> holiday is a ceremonial celebration, probably most celebrated in the the city of Puebla, where where the battle happened, where the yeah. Mexicans were, the, the French were outnumbering, and the Mexicans actually defeated them. But it's not like... I don't know. They're just, it's not, it's like not a proud battle. You know? Yeah, it's not like we're like really into it being... It's not, yeah, like it's not that for. the in- Independencia is in September, and that's the big holiday. That's where everybody goes all out. Yes. Because I think you, you aren't really... It's kind of tacky to wear all the colors of the flag together unless mm-hmm. it's on there. Or am I thinking of... I'm not sure about that. I might be thinking of I haven't of researched Brazil. that. You're not supposed to wear green and yellow together unless you're at like a sporting event or... I'm not sure. Maybe I'm thinking of Brazil. <laughs> my bad. I'm so sorry if I've offended anyone right now. Mm. So, <laughs> um, let's talk about some design stuff. Mm. Because, first of all, how did you become a designer? Like, what is, how did that happen? Well, when I was in high school, I loved my art classes. Mm-hmm. But I had so many different interests, and my art teacher said, Nicole, you, you really need to look at, a lot of different things before you decide what you want to do. She was trying to look out for me, but yeah. I knew I was interested in visual visual merchandising or or fine art or fashion. And I didn't know really that much mm-hmm. about interior design. So is visual merchandising, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. um, when you walk into a store and everything's set up the way to like get you to buy it? Exactly. That's okay. what Randy and Mary Catherine did a lot of before they came to work for me. Randy Abbott and Mary oh. Catherine Homey, they did that in their few, their previous, previous jobs. Job. But um, yes, yeah, so I went to Florida State University in Tallahassee, and um, they're a lot like Mexicans too. They like to party. <laughs> 
Um, Tallahassee. Uh, Tallahassee Lassie. But um, Florida State, I started out with the intent of doing the, I think, the, the marketing visual merchandising route. And I started in the fine art. And I had a girlfriend in one of my classes that said, I had mentioned that this is a, a little bit too um, freestyle, like yeah. the art assignments and things we did were, were fun, but I thought, what am I going to, how am I going to develop a career out of this? Because yes. I have a little bit of a um, mathematical mind, I mean, I do have yeah. that both left and right brain that I like to work from. Mm-hmm. I'm not purely just one or the other. Like creative all the time. But I, she said, I was an interior design major, and she said, that wasn't for me, but you might want to look into it. Okay. And so... I said, you know, okay. This was a, an older, an older girl, and I went to the interior design orientation. And that very hour that I sat there, I was sure that that was exactly what I needed to be You're like, doing. And I tried to get into the program that semester, and they were full. So oh, I no. had, I know, I know, <laughs> I had to wait, and I was just dying. But when I took the first class, it was it was definitely the niche. I needed to be in. It mm-hmm. just combines a lot of different things that, that I'm good at. And and then the business part of it came later, which I honestly wish I had had more business classes. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like the business part of it, but I could have been better prepared. I had to do a lot of learning on the fly. And um, 25 years later, I'm still not perfect, but uh, hey, I've learned a lot from this the school of hard knocks. So, <laughs> I mean, we're we're still here. Twenty five years later, you can't. So did you, you graduate can't. and immediately start Nicole Norris Designs? No, 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 no. I lived in Florida. You're like no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> um, I I worked for some wonderful people before I started my own business. So mentors, as you know, are really important. And I had a few really good mentors. Um, one was in Destin, Florida, when we lived in Destin. My first job worked at Lovelace Interiors, and she was just starting her business. And now I think she's this incredibly successful interior. I mean, she is. I know we've kept yeah. up with each other, but um, Susan Lovelace, and she took me under her wing, and she taught me everything. And I learned more in three months than I think I had learned in four years of college. And then when I moved my husband being in the Air Force, we moved. We had to, we moved from Florida to um, California. Okay. In California, I was actually born in California, so I am a California girl and a Southern girl, but um, <laughs> because my mom and dad are both from South Carolina. And um, we moved there, and I started looking for another job. It's always hard to find. The next job. Get those roots. Get the next job. Mm -hmm. Got to get the experience. And so I found at that point in time the San Diego market had a design center. It was a wholesale design center to the trade. Okay. And I got a job as an assistant manager for a fabric showroom. So I was on the wholesale end of the business. And so that job was was a lot of fun because it was fabric. Mm -hmm. Fabric S. Harris and Fabricut Fabric, which is a great line that's still in business today that we carry through Nicole Norris Design Studio. So I worked as an assistant manager in that showroom and also an assistant manager at um, Michael Edward Collection, which was a furniture showroom. So I had that kind of going on and then 
decided I'm going to start my own on the side. And they okay. were all good with that. So I started my own business on the side as well as those other positions. And that was, that was my start. I have friends in different design um, industries, like landscape design and stuff, and they're working for somebody, but also starting their s- on the side. And uh-huh. it just, it kind of is hard to keep those two things separate. Like, well, for me, it, it wasn't so hard because the two jobs that I had were to the trade only. Okay. And the business was was to retail clients. So I had mm-hmm. two different separate it wasn't like I was working for a designer and trying to create my own. That would have been yeah. a conflict, a little bit of a conflict. I could see where yeah. that would be. It's hard to keep it all yeah. separate. Do you um, have any advice for anybody starting their own business in general? Well, they can certainly call me. But um, <laughs> um, I would say just take take as much time as you can to do research about your your field and about business in general. I think just business in general is important. Mm-hmm. Accounting, even if you aren't, even if you hire people to do accounting for you, you still need to know how to run numbers and read reports. And, yeah. and those are things that are obviously what keep you in business. <laughs> if you can't do must that. Must have money to keep the doors open. So, um, I mean, everything that I love to do is beautiful and wonderful, but it's probably half of what I do. The other half is logistics. And like actually keep it. Business. Yes. Employees. Just all kinds of different facets. So I love it. I love it all. That's because I have those two different sides of the brain. Mm -hmm. You said a second ago that you had, it was a combination of all the things that you're good at. What are those things? I feel strong in um, in be, being able to visualize things. Mm-hmm. When I when I see a space or I walk into a room, mm-hmm. and the client, I I do defer to my clients and what they're looking for and try to create the vision, co-create the vision with them. But I like to um, <clears throat> I, I can see past the, the junk stuff. and the trash mm-hmm. and the. People say, "Oh, I'm so sorry. This is so messy." And I like, say, "Don't worry about it. I can. I'm, I'm not looking at that. I'm, I can see <laughs> the potential. I, I, like. I can see the potential. Honestly, yeah. I've told Randy. I said, we could take a brown cardboard box and we could make it look good. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that in a braggy kind of way. No, no, no. I think it's we've this, done yeah. it before, like mm-hmm. in a show house. We've had these." opportunities to do show houses in Columbia and Charleston and mm-hmm. um, you've taken these little boxy rooms and done some really cool things with them and, and you just you decide what you want to be your focal and, well, and I think design is so interesting and so fantastic and Randy is the first real designer I've ever really worked with and I was like so upset with myself that I hadn't worked with a designer before you know because I still young I but I you think so much of yourself when you're <laughs> you know, and you're like, I can do this. It's just like picking yeah, stuff. It's, easy. it's not picking things. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think folks who watch a lot of HGTV, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm not like super enamored with, I think there are yeah. some good designers on there. I think Kim Solson is great. I mean, I think there are some good people. But I think there's also a misconception about mm-hmm. what designers do because it's not 
Hollywood. You can't snap your fingers in a week and have a kitchen remodeled. But I think that um, people think that it's easy to do design, and it is easy if you copy. Like if you pick up, Mm -hmm. you, you find something you like and you want your room to look like that, that's easy. You can just copy it. But mm-hmm. if you really want a unique individual design and you hire a designer to give you a vision, I think it's important as a, as a designer to give you a vision for the whole house and or the whole, I mean, we do commercial as well as residential, but we... The whole space. The whole space, the whole, yeah, every space. Well, I think that's the biggest thing that I learned from Randy because I was like, I want to have this whole thing done. And he was like, no, no, honey. <laughs> He was like, you buy something, you get it, you warm up to it. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. And he was like, no, you will. And now I love it. Yeah. I want to buy one thing, put it somewhere. Well, I think that's a great point because sometimes people think of things as disposable. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll just buy this furniture and I get tired of it. I'll just get rid of it Mm -hmm. or I'll buy this bedding. And But I think that there is something to spending the money for something you love Mm -hmm. and when you do that you tend to live with it for many many years and I think that's one of the things some of my clients have told me that I that I have done well for them is (laughs) to um, help them create their interiors for more of a long term Mm -hmm. and not just for the fads yeah if you have something that is a good design you don't have to change it because right. it is expensive to make your space the way that you want it, especially if you have champagne taste. But if you love what you love, you're not going to you're, you're not, not love it. I mean, And I kind of picked that up even with like dressing and mm-hmm. like when you go shopping, you're like, yeah, I just need a shirt, whatever. It's like, you just trust yourself because I was always buying mm-hmm. black, white, and blue. If you just, yeah, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah. You well, just I see trust you're wearing yourself. this beautiful pink and you uh, look amazing. Thank you. You did, You always look so good. I remember the first time I ever saw you in person. It was upstairs at the rafters. And it was just like this beautiful woman <laughs> like just appeared from the stairs. And you had all, it was, I think there were you even feathers, like, like some metal. Yeah, it was just feathers, feathers and like an angel came Poof. down and kissed you and flew away. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. It was like this flowy green and blue and it had some pink in it. And it was just like, and your hair was great. And I was like, who is that? And so he was like, that's Nicole Torres. She's the designer. And I was like, I've got to meet her. <laughs> and you're just as pleasant in person. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Sweet Sarah Jane. <laughs> You really are. That's, Thank you. Anyway, that's you. that's how I met Nicole Norris. So, but we're talking about clothes. Oh, if you just trust yourself. Yeah. Like, I think that's hugely important. If you like this. And I think it's also important for, if, if you do work with a designer, to trust mm-hmm. your designer. If yeah. you second guess everything I am telling you, then it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah. What are, okay, so... If you've got somebody that's never worked with a designer or is thinking about working with a designer, what are some things that you would tell them? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Not to put you on the spot. Not to put me on the spot. Um, I would just tell them to have a a clear idea of what their goals are. Mm -hmm. And also it would be very helpful for the designer to know Mm -hmm. what their budget is. If If they have... Any idea of what that may be. Because mm-hmm. you can pretty much work with any budget. 
If it's reasonable. If it, <laughs> I mean, yeah. depending on what you're doing, if you're saying, I'm going to get a kitchen and rebuild a kitchen, and you say you have $5,000, I'm going to say, sorry, yeah, like I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can paint your cabinets, but, you know. Yeah. So I think thinking about what your goals are, what you what your pri- priorities. I think prioritizing is a huge part of where do I start yeah. as your professional. Where do I help you start? And then what you have to spend and that amount of money I can allot to to the to goal. So Yeah. You can break it down like a I can break it down. I can break it down. I can yeah. rob Peter to pay Paul. I can, there you go. We I can don't make it happen. Much money for the cabinets, I can maybe. make it happen. I really like that. I think that's good. And I think it's really important for people to know it's not because I had not worked with a designer because the word on the street is it's so expensive. It's really not. Well I think you at <laughs> I mean it <clears throat> yes, it mm-hmm. it could be, but I think if you're looking at it from a perspective of you doing it yourself and making ten mistakes to mm-hmm. the tune of five thousand dollars, and you're paying the designer five thousand dollars for their professional fee, mm-hmm. then you have. I mean, I think that yeah. definitely makes more sense than making mistakes and paying for your mistakes, and definitely. instead of just going ahead and paying the professional. To do what they do, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not a fit. Though I will say that some you have to find your person. Some designers are, are not. It's not. I'm not the designer for everyone, and everyone's not the client for me. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying that you know there's it's got to be the, the right fit. But I do like to work for my clients. I don't mm-hmm. impose my own thoughts or styles on my clients, but I always want to do my work within the realm of good design. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's another thing of working with your team. Um, we have a great team. Just, is it good design? Because not every, some of the stuff that I show that I'm like, I like this. Oh, right. It's not my favorite, but I can see where you think it's good and it could fit here. Let me and then it comes together. Let me say this: when I, I did, I did teach interior design at a <laughs> community college uh-huh. in Las Vegas. Actually, that's it was really an associate cool. degree program that became a bachelor degree program. Way and, to go! And I helped it evolve into that. But that was super exciting. But I used to tell my students that um, just because something is published in a magazine does not mean it's good design. Yes. Many, many things are published that are not good design. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important to know that. Well, and it's every time I've worked with anybody on your team, not just Randy, you have such class. I don't know if you like have team meetings about it of saying things and changing the perspective so you're not shooting anybody's idea down or yeah, what no. they like down. You're helping it evolve. Yeah, the first thing that I again told my students was don't go into someone's house and say this is what you need to get rid of. Yeah, we got set instead which of these pieces might be important to you mm-hmm. from um uh um emotional sentimental perspective. Tell me what you tell me what you want to work with and tell me what's okay that we yeah, because in the background they'll volunteer the thing that's been the eyesore. Right. But you, like, yeah. but you <laughs> yeah. just have to honestly, yeah. you have to be a diplomat. You have to be a counselor. You have to. <laughs> you have to be an artist. Um, you have to be wear many hats as a designer. You have to be a business person. You have to. I mean, there's just a lot of different things that you. Have My to do. 
new and as of course as you work with a designer you get more comfortable with them my favorite thing and my sister and I because my mom and my sister ask me about stuff and like what about this for your house and I'm like too trendy and I got that from Randy because Randy's like I think it's just too trendy (laughs) so it's so delicate um, but it is what it is right and I think trendy (laughs) is good for a piece here and there because Uh it's fun it's it's something that is disposable and yeah you know that and you Either you spend a lot of money on it or you don't, but you know it may be a trendy thing. But I think that time, there's a t- things that I love to incorporate into design are timeless things. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to incorporate not only traditional aspects, but I, I love contemporary too. So I liked the juxtaposition of contemporary and traditional elements alongside one another. And I think that's because there was a picture of you in a magazine. I can't remember which one. You're in your office or in a office, and you have pink shoes on. That's my office at home. And there was something pink across the room, and then there was something beige that, like, anchored everything. But then there were different patterns, but it right. all, it wasn't matched, that's but it my, all went. That's one of my happy spaces, and there's a an antique grandfather clock in there, but then there's contemporary desk. And just it, yeah, it was yeah. just it's just a happy a space for me to work at home when I'm not at at the office. Well, and I think there's good design that goes into that when you can marry things because well, I think your space is so mm-hmm. hugely important to how you work. Mm-hmm. I think your environment of um, where you are, whether it's at work or at home, is super important. Of how do you feel in that space, and that's a big key to design and mm-hmm. good design well and with things changing right now and people finding that you can work from home and it's okay to work from home absolutely more, that's going to become yeah more and i more. did an art i've done articles on mm-hmm. the home office and working from home and um i think that definitely um, you need to make your spaces adaptable yeah and just like Walking from one, okay, this is the work part of my house, and this mm-hmm. is good, and then you can walk into a different space that also makes you equally as happy just to be home. Right, and I had, just the other week, I was in actually in Mexico with the builder who built our house, and his wife works from home mm-hmm. um, in her home office there, and she asked me about whether she should put a wall covering behind her desk because she's on Zoom calls all the time, and she was kind of feeling the waters out and mm-hmm. she wanted her background to look good because people are doing a lot more online and yeah doing things via um, zoom and facebook and facetime and everything oh yeah it's the virtual world the virtual world yeah <laughs> i don't know I, I haven't been able to do my job virtually very much i mean i can yeah. to some extent but then there's some just hands-on where you have to see and touch and see feel. and touch and feel yeah, yeah totally yeah. Um, so we've covered some of these questions already, but we had a bunch of, you know, really great questions come from Facebook, so I wanted to hit some of them. Okay. Do you think, and this comes from Liz, um, that gold touches are trendy or here to stay? Liz, I think gold touches (laughs) are trendy right now, (laughs) but I think they're here to stay. Okay, I didn't answer your question. No, remember back in the 1980s when, well, you Probably I don't remember then, but I've probably seen something from there. Anyway, <laughs> I remember because I was in high school or whatever. But the brass, the polished brass, was the big, the big thing. Mm-hmm. My parents built a house. I helped them. It was all polished brass, everything. So then, you know, the '90s and then the 2000s. 
the brass got to be passe, uh-huh. and now here we are again, the gold. But it's not the polished brass. It's the, the muted, more mm-hmm. honey bronze, is champagne bronze, honey bronze, the live brass finishes. They're just a duller, a duller. Mm-hmm. So it's just like fashion. Things come around and, and go around every 20 to 30 years. Like my daddy used to bet me that I would I, – I, I'd say, I will never, ever wear bell bottoms. And he said, I'll bet you $10 you'll wear bell bottoms in your life. <laughs> sure enough, I wore bell bottoms. <laughs> I can afford $10. But, but things do just evolve. And they when come. they come back, they ch- they change a little bit. But the gold, I think the gold is here to stay. Uh, can I put you on a spot with a trend? I don't know. Okay, you can refuse to answer. What is something that's trending right now that you hate? Mm. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I can go first if you want. You can go first. Okay. Stop painting your countertops. Oh, who does that? That people are epoxying. Who does that? That people are epoxying over wood or granite even or like, stop it. Yeah. And don't. Yeah. And stop putting glitter in stuff. Nobody wants glitter in anything. No, no. I don't even put glitter on my nails. Yes. I like glitter on my hair sometimes. That's fun. If yeah. you're at a wedding in Mexico. Yeah. We're here. We're here. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think that um, the the trends that I've kind of gotten tired of, and I do love white, but white has become a trend that is, is like paint everything white and then mm-hmm. put color on top of it and layer it. And, and I do like that, but it's just kind of like how many this. different shades of white yeah, I mean, there's a, about 100,000 shades of white. And yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am a child of color. I like color. Yes, yes. I love color. So. Well, and if anybody's seen your design in the rooms that you've done, like, mm-hmm. color has clearly I mean, been a step. Yeah, I it, love, I think white's sophisticated. Good. And mm-hmm. then putting color on top of it. But that's just something, the gray and then the white and... The gray. The gray. Ooh, the gray the right 50, now. hundred shades of gray. With the very first time I saw, I saw slash heard someone say grige, I was like, six months, I'm going to be tired of this phrase. Grige. Grige. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, that falls kind of grige. You want to talk about color? Yeah, let's talk about the color. Okay. So, the colors that I'm, like, seeing right uh-huh. now that are uh-huh. kind of hot are the vibrant, sunshiny yellow. Okay. Gold, yellow. I mean, gold. Gold yes. is. I just picked out a couch that I thought, and it was gold, sunshine, yellow. Yes. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of into it. Yes. And I love, love that color. And then the, the indigo blues are, are obviously very popular and have been, but I think they're the different shades of blues and greens are also really popular. Like mm-hmm. the, I see the teal popping, mm-hmm. popping up in yeah. design. The teal greenish blue and um even some purples and some people are opposed to like purple but I like oh purple? my god I love yes. magenta yeah mm-hmm. okay right. that was um was that so another things, question yeah those were another questions actually somebody this is a cool one um where do you draw inspiration of and do you have any examples of like tvs or movies TV shows or movies or anything like okay, that. Okay, not to roll my eyes, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I, I draw inspiration from traveling. As you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about me traveling. I lived in Europe for six years when I was growing up, So, and I lived in Japan. Uh-huh. I've lived in England, Germany, Japan, 
And now I'm... That's wild. I know. Now I'm, like, in love with Mexico. And so there's a lot of places I haven't been to that I want to go to. But um, I think that all those, the travels have been an inspiration for me to gather different elements of where I've been and what I've seen. Um, What was the the rest of the question? Um, If there are any, like, good examples of design on TV or movies. Well... I do watch I do watch Netflix, but um, <laughs> Downton Abbey was a great, just a great show. I mean, I'm not like saying I'm into the English design. I did love love what they did with that set and that whole series was incredible. I forget how closely and hand in hand um, theater goes with design. It I does. just forget all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, it really does. It really does. And uh, that goes back to speaking about a couple of my employees. Randy Abbott, uh-huh. who's a senior designer with our staff, started out in the theater. Mm-hmm. And then um, our newest design assistant, Madeline Barton, has her degree from SCAD, Savannah College oh, of yeah. Art and Design, and in, in, cool. in, um, set design. So it definitely is, is a huge Correlation because you're creating space and and the spaces that you create on a set are fan fantastical. I mean they're yes. a little bit more focused on what you're going to see on the this the this stage mm-hmm. or in this in this piece, but I think it's it's so relevant to the whole room. I was just watching. He's just not that into you again for the seven hundredth time last night. Have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the through the whole movie this girl is like renovating her townhouse for like mm-hmm. Brian Brownstone and at the end she finally gets it set up and she ends up divorcing the guy I love that living room and it's just hmm. so I'll have to send you like a yeah. screenshot or something of it because it seems like they really are because some no, of the I sets did, are like I, I, I was a big fan of Sex in the City and I did love all of the Apartments. And that had condos. some good spaces. Yeah, that had some good space. Fashionable spaces. Like you walk through her closet to get to the bathroom yes. and back around to the eye. Absolutely. Yes, that was that yeah. was really good. I could. I feel like I could live in an apartment like that. A little, even if it's tiny, as long as it's well designed. It's amazing, like how much stuff you can cram into a small space to make it I'm seem the like queen a lot of, of little spaces. <laughs> Definitely the queen of that. Um, I yeah. find it so hard, but then I love it when it's done. I'm like, I don't want it. It's too many things, too so, many things. And then it's done, and you're like, this is beautiful. And sometimes I go home, and I think, oh, my goodness, I need to get rid of some of this stuff. <laughs> and um, it's really hard. It's yeah. really, it's very difficult. Especially if you've been collecting. It, yeah, and good I don't, stuff. I don't know if you know, but we are Getting ready to move yes. my business. Tell me about the move. I've been so focused oh. on you and the design and everything. Oh. So, well, we're excited. We um, our Sumter, our main location. We have sold our our building on Ginyard Drive, which we it's been on the market for a couple of years. We've been looking to move back to Main Street, which is where I started the business twenty five years ago this year. Is crazy. I know. Whoa. I know. We were um, at 110 North Main Street for about nine years, and it was before the whole incredible evolution of this downtown transformation began. I mean, I think I wanted it to happen then, but it took some special people to make that happen over Mm -hmm. 20 years. 
And so now we are um, we're going to be in a temporary location for hopefully not more than not too much more than a six month period on Boltman Drive. We're going to be at six twenty nine Boltman Drive. Okay. And if you know Murray's Donuts, it's right next to Murray's yes. Donuts. <laughs> and um, that's gonna it's really gonna be just temporary, and we're still gonna you know fulfill of everything we're doing now but it's not going to be as fantastic as what our end result space will be which hopefully um, again will be completed by the end of the year and will be um, on Main Street again yay yeah I'm so excited we're super excited yeah I will definitely pop in more just because like walking downtown and stuff well our lunch options back when we first opened, we're not very good. And now we have <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner, and happy hour options, and we're excited. So. I'm excited for it. So you'll be on Main Street. Yes. And yes. aren't you having a sale coming up? We are. We're having, it's a, we're calling it a garage sale because it's going to be some things that we're just looking to to get rid of. And, that and white couch. A treasure that or something. new couch in the middle. <laughs> I'm, not happy. I'm not looking to get rid of that. But um, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's some things that we've had in the in the back room and things that we just need to either not, yeah donate or let yeah, go of let go of May six uh, the sale yeah when's the, um, sale? the sale is that Wednesday May six I think so Wednesday I can look um, Wednesday Thursday Friday so six seventh oh you're going multiple days yes okay yeah it's Tuesday no no Wednesday it yep. The 6th is a Thursday, May 6th. So 5th, 6th, and 7th. 6th and 7th. And we will be open from 9 to 5 on... Can be your Cinco de Mayo sale. (laughs) I'm just teasing you. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. You know what? That's perfect. I need to tell Mark to drop the ad. I'm going to have a single sale. sale. That's absolutely perfect. Your The garage sale graphic that you had I thought was really cute. That was something Madeline came up with. Thank you, Madeline. I can't wait to meet you. little young talent that we have. We have a great team. We do. So she's from Georgia, I'm guessing. From Sumter. She's from Sumter. Sumter High graduate. Mm -hmm. Well, I got the local crew here. We got the local crew, and um, we have in... um, Charleston, we're, as I said, developing the business and don't have a team of people on site there, but I have people that are former employees down there and people that are available to me to help me. Okay. As well as in San Miguel, I have friends that are available to help me as well. That is so cool. I think that you are so fascinating. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. I think you're so fascinating. This just you're big. such a go getter. Well, I was saying the same thing about you. You're, um, I'm an old go getter. No, it's like <laughs> you are so organized and so, but you also have splashy me today at work. and fun and just it's you make it look like you just walk in a room and say, "Do this." Wave my magic and wand. Yeah, and that's wiggle my nose, wiggle your nose, and yeah. I. I think it doesn't, when I know. you find people that make it look like that, there is some serious hard work that goes behind it. Yeah, we will have another conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some, yeah. From like research. We like to make it look easy. We want people yeah. to think that, I mean, obviously, we that's how we get new business. But, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of grunt work involved, too. 
Well, I think that you're just incredible. And we and don't always look like this, you know. I here. have never seen you look anything but anything less than amazing. <laughs> Should have seen me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday was grunt day. Yesterday was grunt day. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back the from stuff. the airport. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So. The tequila donkey got you. I did not. I did not imbibe. That imbibe. I did not. That's incredible. I did not. But, um, you know, you can't when you're getting ready to get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Just, no. But we're um, big believers of imbibing and having fun on the show. Having so. fun, yeah, absolutely. Especially, I don't know where well, we are on the show, but I brought little, these little, little, um, Cersei's from the wedding, and these are from the tequila donkey. So, tequila donkey. would you like to yeah. make a toast? A toast. A toast. I only know one toast. Oh. Are you ready? I don't know. Okay. Is it in Spanish? Yeah, I wish. I probably could mumble through it, but I'm not going to try on air. <laughs> uh, there are small uh, ships made of wood and ships for the sea, small ships and tall ships, but the best ships are friendships. Aww. Here's to you and me. Salud. Salud. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Fiesta! Fiesta! Oh, wait, we forgot. <laughs> well, I we love him so much. We forgot. Um, the little donkey. It's not Cinco de Mayo when you see this, or maybe it is, but happy Cinco happy de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And make sure you stop by Nicole Norris for her garage sale, the 5th, 6th, and 7th. And go see her new place on next to Murray's Donuts or her new place on Main Street. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. And I just love you. So, Jane, you you're too. such a cool person. Sounds <laughs> you're so lucky to have you. Stop it. <laughs> the, um, I'm totally off my wind now. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Thanks. Well, just say, love you too. All right. Um, and we could not do this if we didn't have people watch the show or listen on Spotify or Apple. So thank you so much for supporting the show. And we will see you at the Love you. Bye.